He is risen. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 116 My delight is in the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my prayer. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The snares of death compassed me round about, and the pains of hell gat hold upon me. I found trouble and heaviness, then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was in misery, and he helped me. Turn again then unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath rewarded thee. And why thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, and therefore will I speak. But I was sore troubled. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What reward shall I give unto the Lord for all the benefits that he hath done unto me? I will receive the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. Right dear in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Behold, O Lord, how that I am thy servant, I am thy servant, and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast broken my bonds in sunder. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, in the sight of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, even in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
first lesson beginneth in the 21st verse of the 19th chapter of Job. Have pity upon me, have pity on me, O you, my friends, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you persecute me as God does and, not, and are not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words were written, oh, that they were inscribed in a book, that they were engraved on a rock with an iron pen and lead forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another. Here endeth the first lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of the martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable, true, and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Second lesson beginneth in the 44th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel of John. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, 
whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men. Grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest, and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all, and ha happy Sunday to everybody. So as we enter this second half of Eastertide, and we go really starting last Sunday, uh, the third Sunday, fourth Sunday, and fifth Sunday of Easter, um, kind of form a triptych. They form their own sort of trio of Sundays. Um, and at the starting last week, we started to focus on, okay, the, the Christ is risen from the dead and is now making himself known, manifesting himself to his disciples 
and beginning to instruct them as to what his rising means. Um, and the lectionary readings for these Sundays take us back to the, um, the, the sort of the Last Supper discourse before our Lord was betrayed on Maundy Thursday um, last week, and uh, last week really focused on that. And it, he says, you know, in a little while you will not see me again. And of course, the original horizon of meaning for that was uh, that he was going to the cross, and then he was going to, to die, and then be buried, and they would not see him for uh, until the third day when he would rise again. But the lectionary reading kind of gives us a second uh, horizon of meaning for that, of course, that after the 40 days of Eastertide have run their course, then our Lord will ascend into heaven. Um, and it's beginning to, uh, the readings are beginning to, to sort of help us understand what that ascension is, is for, what it will mean, um, and that he goes to the Father. Um, and that and we will, you know, as we get into ascension tide, we'll talk about what the coronation and the, and the enthronement of Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over the whole new, over the whole creation and the new creation uh, means. But for now, we're, we're sort of being, we're being prepared for that um, because uh, as we, as Bishop Scarlett talked about in mass last Sunday in his homily, you know, Jesus rightly observes that the thought of Jesus going anywhere again, rightly fills the heart with a kind of grief of, of a sort of separation anxiety to say, you know, well, where are you going? Like, why can't you just stay here with us right now? Um, and Jesus continually says, it's beneficial for me to go, um, because if I go, then the, then, you know, then the Lord, then the Father will send to you the Spirit, the paraclete, the one who comes alongside to comfort you. Um, and it, it helps us to, to understand, you know, kind of this all in context that um, with all the, re with the readings and morning prayer this morning, because, you know, the Job lesson gives us this well-known passage of, I know my Redeemer lives and that I shall see him on the earth. And though I waste away, um, yet in my flesh, I shall see God. Um, this is uh, this, this expression of, of resolute confidence and trust in the Lord to vindicate and to um, pronounce vindication in the sight of all of um, the faithful one's adversaries. And Job is ever the ancient image of the faithful sufferer um, that is then uh, fulfilled, of course, in the image of Christ who suffers faithfully and dies and is vindicated by the Father in the sight of all people um, in the resurrection and then in the ascension as he has uh, made, um, he is elevated and lifted up above all things and whose name all, na all knees shall bow. And so this is a recurring motif in the, the Old Testament, of course, that we, that we trace out as often as we find it, that those who, you know, when we encounter the, the ups and downs of life and the sufferings of this world, our call as faithful believers in God is to, is to suffer um, patiently, um, not to curse the darkness, but rather to, um, to, to, to have a resolute confidence and trust um, that God that God is not absent, has not withdrawn, is not going to, to disappear from us, but rather um, oftentimes just beyond the kind of the line of where, where our vision ends um, is the thing the Lord is doing. And very often he will let it sit, he will let that thing sit there for a time to see how we respond to it. Uh, the psalmist this morning is, a, is a, a, an excellent example of this, um, where he sort of, he has these two moments in his affliction and, you know, it's difficult to say whether or not he was beset by kind of uh, adversaries, uh, sort of other human adversaries, or whether he was suffering an internal conflict. But in either case, he has these two moments he reflects upon in the psalm today, and his poem has two kind of spikes to it, two kind of ups and downs, when he says, 
you know, at first I, you know, as I began to suffer, I said, I will trust in the Lord and the Lord will deliver me. He goes, and then um, he goes, he goes, I had this kind of simple expression of trust and faith. And then later on, he says, but I must confess that in my desperation, um, I, I made this broad pronouncement, broad despairing pronouncement about humanity. And that was that was wrong. That was a, a sort of a fluctuation in my resolute trust in the Lord. Um, I began to curse things um, rather than to patiently and often and, and silently um, uh, persist in that trust and in that faithful waiting upon the Lord. So as as we're moving through Easter tide, this is this is the thing we're we're called to do is um, you know Easter tide gives way to Ascension and to Pentecost, um, and we're we're being invited into through you know into the life of our Lord um, that we receive again through baptism and in the renewal of our baptism at Easter, um, and it, we're we're meant to understand that in our Lord is an is communion with God the Trinity. Um, and as as the Sundays progress from here, we're going to be led deeper and deeper and deeper into that until finally we get to the octave day of Trinity, uh, of uh, the octave day of Pentecost, which is Trinity Sunday, where we have this grand revelation of God as he is of Father, Son and Spirit. Um, but as we as we sort of we look at Jesus right now in the gospel lesson, we're, we're meant to see him as he sort of says, come, come in and see what I have for you. See what the Father has given given to you through me. Um, this where we're where we're standing right here in this encounter, as 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 special as that is, and as momentous as that is, um, this is not the end yet. Um, and so let's keep moving forward. Let's move upward and onward. As as C.S. Lewis's um, uh, you know Aslan says in the last battle, he's further up and further in. That becomes the kind of recurring cry of the faithful um, to keep moving onward, to move deeper into communion, to move upward into and to behold the mystery of who God is. Um, Jesus will not let us settle for anything less than the very best because that's what his father has given him to do. Um, and that's what that's sort of the culminating line we have from our lesson this morning in the second lesson, which is, you know, I know that my father's commandment is eternal life. And that eternal life is to know and to experience the life of the only eternal one there is, which is God. And so that is what is being offered for us. And as I, you know, I think our exhortation this morning is that sometimes we can think that um, even very piously, um, that resurrection life exists to kind of put a put a, a, a fresh coat of paint on the life as on, on life as we know it right now. Um, but I would exhort us all to remember that. The life that we are meant to live is, um, is, you know, even though it has continuity with the life that we live now, it is of a degree, of an intensity, of a quality that none of us has yet imagined, that we have only seen hinted at, and that, um, uh, but, but that when we, when we think about what it means to follow Christ, we have to remember that there is not a single, like, corner of our life that will not be led beyond what it currently is will not be redeemed from what it currently is and it will not be perfected into into what it is meant to be. Um, and so for the Christian, you know, that 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 is that is the truth that undergirds our, our identity as sojourners and pilgrims in this world, is that the life we're meant to live is more joyous than the one we would settle for, um, even as as you know, quote unquote good as it as it could be here. Um, the life we're meant to live is, is something uh, more joyous. Again, as, as C.S. Lewis's Aslan says, uh, my beloved, you know, you are, what, what is, what's wrong? You are, you're not yet as happy as I mean for you to be. And that, I believe, is, is God's call to us today.
Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace, and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives.